said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! Welcome back to Flyover State of Fear. Yeah, it's Fear. It might look like an episode of Flyover State of Film, but it's actually Fear. And we're back for a special episode to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer because of the unfortunate passing of Paul Rubens. Rest in peace. But even though there's some sadness, there is some excitement. How are my Flyboys doing? We have TJ, Yusuf, and Brian, my normal Fear co-host, with us. What's up, guys? It's been a... You're boring, co-host. <laughs> Ryan, yesterday's news hearse. Boring-ass co-host. Bringing in the flavor Ryan now. Silver metal hearse, they call me. He, he, he the dragged show. me out of retirement because he couldn't fucking stand you anymore, Brian. He saved the, the ratings show. have been like, our views have bottomed out. You guys can't <laughs> do like, this without the wild card. You know that. Where is that fucking guy that can barely speak English? That's the soul of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> TJ still running with the wild card thing, but the wild card thing is more of just like, let me make sure all my technology doesn't work. And I'm an alpha. <laughs> alpha. Okay. And an alpha. An alpha. TJ's about. TJ actually also, left. Also, it's still flyover. 2015. So, TJ yeah. left Flyover Film, if everyone knows, to um, sell sup to sell mushroom supplements, and uh, <laughs> you know, follow some really cool other podcasters and type. I love it. I love it. He's an been, alpha. His- He's been doing sauna and uh, cold plunges yeah, every day. Do you guys know that there are tigers out there that could murder people? I'm talking about rip them apart. That's my Is it, and it's like spiteful? Could be. That Maybe. sounds pretty horrific. You know, it's just horrific. Jamie, what Jamie, show is about. Jamie, pull um, up. Jamie, But no, how have you guys been? I feel like it's been forever since the four of us have truly been on um, a call yeah, together. It's been- it's been what since um well recorded since February or March? When was the last one? About yeah. February, I think. February, I'd say. And you said double tap the show in the back of the head hey, like man. John Wick. Left the land. Fucking took old Yeller out back and just <laughs> capped that bitch. But the group chat <laughs> is has been has never been more alive. The X right. can't ruin it. That's right. I still have Bird app. I want everybody to know, as as of this recording, I still have the Bird on my so, phone. Everything still says Twitter. I have not done an update. I'm so proud of you. Feel good. Mine has a, a flex. Tell the cashier when you check out. I will. I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for my groceries. By the way, it's still blue. I still got <laughs> Bird. Um, no, but uh, since this is like fear. Um, I'll just go around. Uh, I'll start with Yusuf. Have you watched anything like recently that you'd like to, you know, call attention to of like horror shit? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, well, this one is just so I can say that I was in Colorado and I and I saw The Shining. But the one that I actually saw recently and I tweeted about it is like uh, Werewolves Within. 
Oh, love that um, movie. So good. It's a fun movie. It's a fun. It's like it's like very predictable movie, but it's not about the the story Ooh. or the or the plot. It's about the characters, and it's just oh, a lot of fun with the characters. And it's it's like based on a party game, right? So it's all about yes. just like people mm-hmm. doing. It's like oh, it's like the a good companion piece to the murder episode of The Office, right? You just kind of watch those yeah. together. I, it's <laughs> one of those movies too that like makes me think like Sam Richardson should be and is poised for like Paul Rudd's career like Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're yeah. just that fucking enjoyable every time and they're he's on a, screen. And he's a big dude, so he could he could pack in muscle. So if he gets a comic book role oh, like yeah. Paul Rudd, he could just do the Kamal Nanyani uh, route. Of yeah, the, but I rather I was already disappointed with how thin he had gotten in the new season where I think he should leave. Yeah. I like him a little more bulky. Ice. I like him a little bulky. Oh, well, I just I was no, looking for the thing. Even earlier than Werewolves Within, he pops he up as like, like TJ. We should not gloss over that. He would be incredible as the thing. That is an, that is a that's a fantastic casting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't know, but the casting so far it doesn't it doesn't look like it's leaning towards that route. It's looking like it's going to be Tim more Robinson serious. is Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Robinson I don't, is really I don't know what's going He's on. already got a rubber face, man. He just put him out. <laughs> fucking raccoon eyes. That's great. Um, no, uh, so no, Werelson is a fucking awesome pull. Uh, yeah, and then same with the lead, uh, the AT and T girl. I, I'm just, she's. The oh, best. I got the biggest crush on the. AT&T. Who doesn't? I never realized how adorable she was until Werewolves Within, and every time I see her on the AT and T commercials, I'm like, oh, there's. Like, be in more, be in more movies. Yeah, be in more charming. movies. You're not quite flow. You need to like move on. From I was gonna say, all I'm thinking of is flow. No, That's all I can no. see right flow now. Flow is a Groundlings yeah. person, though. That's how she's held on to that career. Dude, so she, she's in the Goldbergs for a while. Too. I, yeah, she was I, one of the, uh, I have like, nothing but respect friends. for flow. Nothing oh, but she, respect for flow. And for the guy that's Chaos and the voice of Progressive. Well, Chaos is actually an actor who was all on Oz and then also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I know. He's the vulture, but... And he's also in 30 Rock as a list. His name's Dean Winter. He's also in Sarah Connor Chronicles. He's in the first John Wick. Yeah, but like, I'm saying, like, when you find that fucking niche, you just... Oh, okay. More praise to our our glorified mascots. Stay in line. TJ. Never forget that Nick Kroll was one of the guys. Do you have a poll for? No, I wasn't yelling at you. I was trying to transition. Do you have a movie poll for us? Uh, Movie, not so much. Not too long ago, I saw that nefarious uh, film that came out. You're watching a TV show right now. I think that is it count. Does it count as a? Oh yeah, this is just genre. We could talk about anything. Twisted Metal, baby. Is that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Twisted Metal is it's no. Stop hitting your mic, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to... We hate that noise, man. My dog's trying to eat my shoes right now. Um, it's like one of those shows, like, I want to say no, it's not good, but it actually is good. It's like one of those things to where it's so cheesy and so over the top, and they knew exactly what they were doing. And Anthony Mackie, I couldn't put it probably any better, deserves an Emmy. Do they get enemies for these sort sure. of things? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, genuinely a very good show. I was surprised too. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that someone had like a solid script for a post-apocalypse show, and then when the twisted metal thing came around, they were like, "But it's grafted on well. It doesn't feel like out of place." Yeah, and, and oh, I gotta watch. I gotta watch it. I was thinking it's good. Of- it's worth, and it's like a brisk. Like it's ten episodes, half hour. So it's yeah, really it's, a yeah. crazy watch. Like I'm thinking that's somewhat. 
It's Samoa Joe, right? The 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 clown. Samoa yeah. Joe's the clown. Will Arnett's yeah. the voice, but like the performance is both of them for sure. Like That's he's doing cool. a lot physically. Like, but I'm there's like side he's characters. Not the voice. No, yeah, yeah. Enough. No, I there's wish side character the named the side character named Stu. Um, kind he's from of the Doughboy, that Doughboys podcast. You know yeah, him from some it, other stuff too. He's so good in it because he plays like the what is going on around here type of character. In the and film. Samoa Joe does his voice, and then they just keep <laughs> yeah. cascading. Right. Anthony Mackie does doing... uh, the girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine's voice. Uh, okay. so Tom Church does Anthony Mackie's voice. Everybody's so creative. Yeah, Jason Mazzucas shows up in and then I just found out, well, I'm not going to say Andy Samberg does his voice. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I think that's going to be my show to put on when I start my work day tomorrow. and just breeze it through uh brian you always got a good poll for us you gotta watch anything i actually finally broke down and just watched a movie that's two years old now i've been waiting around for it to come to a service and i finally broke down and paid four dollars to rent it and that was a24's lamb with uh New how York was it? i saw you saying now uh, watching and i don't think i asked you because you were having like an alien adjacent day where you watched oh well movies. yeah i mean we can talk about the fact that i just randomly watched prometheus and alien covenant again because and was then lamb that. and then like no but then movie. lamb was in that so was lamb? i watched four movies in one day and actually five which is kind of a lot that's a lot uh, it's a lot of movies. it's a lot it's about it's 10 lot. hours right yeah i just kicked back and watched a lot of movies i was i was lamb though I enjoyed Lamb a lot, actually. I thought it was really good. I really like Numi Rapace. It's really, in she's... Norwegian? I mean, she's beautiful. Yes. She's a beautiful yeah, actress. The, no, I'm Very saying talented. the movie is... The movie is... also, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah, I gotta check uh, that I would out. Say is it a, true, like, but I'll, I'll ask the question. Horror, you know, yeah, is it's it... got like a folklore element to question. it. question. I, I thought but it was I'll on ask... Canopy. No, no, it's not that question. I'll ask the, I'll ask the question, no, though, that... I'll ask the question that... The reason why I haven't watched it is like I've heard that it's just like a very one note, just mm-hmm. just one note for an hour and a half of yeah, look at the lamb. Yeah, um, I don't think so. It's I think so weird. Genuine, I thought there was a lamb? lot of genuine character tension. Um, there's like, uh, you know, I mean, there's obviously stuff at play with uh, the character lamb? and and oh, like yeah. parenting yeah. her husband, and then uh, his brother comes to stay with them and like has that genuine reaction of like. Uh, why are you guys living with a lamb here? Like, what is what's happening here? So, like, you get, I I don't know. Maybe a lot of people didn't like it. I don't know. That movie kind of falls on the same level as was it, Man? Man, uh, I thought it was better than that. I liked it better than Man. Yeah, I thought like that a lot. You said I thought I thought Men Men's I don't know. That's really that's really like. He likes to make his shit weird. I get it. That's I a really divisive maybe movie. Stretched a little far. Like maybe could have used a little focus. Speaking but. of um, a twenty four stuff, this leads good into. Uh, I just saw Talk to Me. Speaking of the yeah, other, the trailer, that speak. might be on the docket for me this weekend. I'm um, that really good. Too. Really, I think it was really good. Really strong. Knew its story. Knew its audience. Like scene Austra- stealing. Australian horror. Movie. Yeah, scene stealer. Like the the lead is a scene stealer. Like she's phenomenal. My I mean, thing with it is, it's, it's how is she stealing a scene? Come on, see, this is why I presence. left. This is All why right. I left. <laughs> uh, it has, though, I'll say the A twenty four effect, where its trailer is so much more and uh, critical reaction is so much more hyped than the actual horror of the movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, look, I was expecting to be like legitimately terrified, like I was when I saw something like Hereditary. 
Um, it's very. So is it like? It is it like? Um, is it like the one with the in the cabin that they sold them like the most hor- horrific movie with uh, the guy from The Gift and the Warrior and Oh, um, it comes oh, at night. It comes at night. Oh, comes no, at no, night. this was a lot more. This had a lot more going on. This okay. actually. So the best way I could describe. I, I like that movie, but I'm saying like they sold it like this. Super action Yeah, No, this movie. one's scary. Like, I think this we one's scary. We try to sell those scary. really tense slow burn horror movies as, like, you know, they, they, they always try to, like, hype them up in the wrong way. I, I, um, best way I could describe it, or, like, more of the feeling of Talk to Me is it reminded me a lot of The Sixth Sense with, like, the violence of, like, like, exor- like modern exorcism movies. Okay. okay. Like, like it's very graphic and like and the that, po- oh, I saw the Pope's Exorcist. If you want to talk about that, that's amazing. Well, that was a fun time. Fucking I love that movie. It. I uh, legit love that movie. It, okay, like, how does it so rank up against the one uh the right with Anthony Hopkins? Oh, I never seen. I didn't either. like. I think it's better than the right. I it's they're both just such. Is it better because it's sillier movies. though, or is it no? It's actually better. actually better. Oh, the I only thought... silly things is hearing him talking Italian and That's him why it's so the, silly. The... Can I ask one thing? He just, just carried that accent from the Thor movie, right? That's the same accent. But then he, but then I saw a trailer. He's in that fucking Craven the Hunter movie, and he's doing the same accent. I literally, I literally turned to the person I was watching with, and I went, "That's the Pope's Exorcist." <laughs> I was say I was gonna ask you guys, just you know, just. Get your guys' opinion because I haven't asked you. I feel like I'm going to be the only one here. Do you guys have any interest in the new Exorcist movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm goofing. The looks trailer okay. looked pretty by the numbers. The trailer didn't do a lot. I like those. Me. Yeah, I'm goofing the, I on saw it. But tweet, like... I saw a tweet that really made me laugh, and it's like 30 years from now, um, the guy from a Get Out is going to be in a trailer, and he is. It's going to cut to him. It's going to see. going to be like, I also got out. It's gonna be like got out too. <laughs> or you're like, like walking like, out of the doorway. He's like, I yeah, also, got I also out. got out. Like, it's, oh. I, that's how I felt watching that trailer. I was like, Yeah, I was like, you really have to get a little burst and out. Yeah, why? When did you drop her? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Ted, the the you know Exorcist Ted Lasso is. I don't know. It, I'm gonna see it. I think it looks it looks like fine. It's gonna be better than any fucking. Modern Exorcist sequel from 2000s. Yeah, I bet it'll be on par with the Stellan Skarsgård one, the Legion or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever one, the the Rennie Harlan one, the one that actually went to theaters. That's the Uh, one. It's gonna be. I saw that in theaters. Dominion. Dude, when we did, when we were uh, the beginning is the one I'm talking about. Dominion is the one that I had to watch both of them. I had to watch both of them for that horror. When you did the them. they're part of my, they're part of my exercise. Oh well, for anyone that is uh, listening to this, we will be back together for a Halloween episode in October because that is that is never dying. It was yeah, it was in the contract that I signed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not we're not teasing new projects because me and Yusuf haven't nailed down our next one yet. No, we're teasing a fear episode that's the old school horror uh, <laughs> and show. we're all going to be wrestlers. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no, there's some good stuff coming out. Um, so we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer 1992 today. Um, if one of you wants to kind of lead us off with the reasons of why and like kind of what this connected to us to, I think that would um, 
start us on a path, and I'll, I'll just give a little by, you know, a little uh, description of the movie. I'll do it. Uh, yeah. we've been I've been looking for a movie, just like an excuse just to get back in it. Uh, Joe has invited me. Uh, Brian, TJ uh, said that it's been a while since I want to say I was actually against it. <laughs> and uh, motherfucker, I I legit just asked Joe like, oh, what's the next movie you're recording? And it was Shorter, Shorter Island. And then TJ was very selfish and decided to be with his lovely fiance instead of us, which is very. Cheers to TJ. Congratulations. Cheers to TJ. Um, so then it was Are put on pause. TJ? Yeah. It was pretty. How's your feet? <laughs> That's a great question. Let's not give any context. Just how's your feet? <laughs> Like That's nothing it. ever happened. Okay. That that pained uh, me. That 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 thing you showed us. Oh yeah. yeah no, so no, uh, Yusuf, continue with our yeah, path. So to... we were looking for a movie, and I took a hiatus <laughs> for my other podcast in uh, during July, and then in August, uh, Paul Rubin unfortunately passed away, and the first thought that came to my mind was like, "Have you guys done Buffy?" And I just asked you guys, and you guys like, "Nope, let's do it." So this is where we are. We're so, watching yeah. a cool horror, fun movie, and like magic, it so happens baby. to have a wonderful actor in it. So, um, thank you. That is a great description. Uh, as we do on the show, I will do the synopsis pulled from Google, which I have not read yet, and it may or may not be accurate to the actual movie. This one has a lot of lines, so I think it's going to be accurate. <laughs> thank you. Uh, for Buffy Summers. <laughs> Nothing is the same after she meets Merrick Jameson Smythe. Merrick tells the team that he's been sent to her to train her to fight vampires. And he proves classic himself by displaying his supernatural powers. Line. Buffy is quickly quick to study and soon takes fellow student Oliver Pike under her wing, repeatedly saving him from fierce bloodsuckers. But when a dangerous vampire gets rambunctious she must go to war again so that's not that accurate i didn't actually. i didn't know that pike's first name was oliver i've watched this movie a lot of times because they just call him pike. Uh, yeah it's yeah it, it's, pike, it, right? it's it's not that it, it makes it more sound um that description yeah, makes really it more really. sound a much more like in uh like she's training she gets trained and then trains pike like it's a lot more and then has to save him it's a lot more different yeah yeah uh, you want to read? The, want me to read the back of the DVD? Sure, that's a fun twist to this. Put a fun twist. It's a great uh, poster, by the way. That's a great poster. It's it a great, great poster. poster. And also, I this is my. I got this signed by Christy Swanson before I found out she was Gosh, a, a right wing crank. Oh, but before we was, talk about it, is Christy she was Swanson, very nice when she signed my DVD. Be a, a nut job today, and that has nothing yeah. to do with this movie. Hey, no, I wanna. I'm, what I wanna. Great. I wanna. I wanna, I wanna do is a little bit of defending. Like she has a rough life. Uh, she was molested as a kid, and then Alan Thick, um, Alan Thick, um, was her boyfriend while he while she was sixteen and he was forty. So what? Whoa, 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 so, what? What? Yeah. So Hollywood may or may okay, not have so fucked her up is, a little. Right. Okay. And I, but again, like it's okay. Context. Yeah. Respect Christie, rough life. That she's still point, a nut. Point a lot of people have rough lives, and they're noble people. That's not so. what we're. My point of bringing that up, and thank you for bringing that context and taking all that shit very seriously. That's not the point of us talking about this no, no, no. movie today. Is my my point of bringing that up? 
Brian, start, when your mic comes back your... on, because it's frozen right now. Oh no! What? I thought he was being—I I thought he was being remorseful. Like, ooh, I shouldn't have said. And I was like, Brian, no, I, I wasn't trying to be yes. trying to make you feel bad, Brian. I was just adding context because I was listening. To <laughs> there is. There so, is. Brian, all right, can you read us the back <laughs> of that now? You okay. froze. You froze. I know it. You jinxed it. I did. Classic I, well, I, like I, said, I want to be like a classic flyover. Classic flyover here. Blonde, bouncy Buffy, Christy Swanson, is your typical high school cheerleader. Her goal is to marry Christian Slater and die, and nothing gets in her way when it's time to shop. But all that changes when a strange man, Donald Sutherland, informs her she's been chosen to, by fate to kill vampires. With the help of romantic rebel, Luke Perry, Buffy is soon spending school nights protecting L.A. from Lothos, the Vampire King, Rutger Hauer. His sidekick, Lefty, who had a real name, right? He had a name before yeah, he lost he his name. It's like Malik or Merrick got or something. It. Like that. It's got like a... Uh, anyway, sorry. Lefty, Paul Rubens, and their determined gang of bloodsuckers, which I can't wait to talk about the supporting Amlin. cast and how many like, notable it's, names are in here. It's Amelie. Yeah, so many. It's Amlin? everything you'd expect from a teen queen in the valley. Rated so, PG-13. That is a better description. Wait, and wait. Also, like, the reference I'm, to, like, Valley Girl. What's the name? His the His boyfriend's name's name? Kristen Slater? No, no Paul Pike. Rubin's name Pike. is Amlin. Paul Rubin's no, no, name I know, is but Amlin. No, 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 but the name of the boyfriend is Christian Slater. You said he she no. just wants to marry Christian Slater. She oh, says, that's, that's that's a line. As a valley girl, they're saying that's her like credo. Well, she just wants to uh, marry Slater. Yeah, there's that. a line in the movie when she she says, I actually wrote it. I actually have a fun fact about that line. She goes, when I graduate high school, go to Europe, marry Christian Slater, and then die. Uh, the original line in that was actually uh, Charlie Sheen. And uh, I guess for whatever reason, they changed it to Christian Slater. I don't know why, because like they, they I think she and her, uh, they worked together for like four or five movies. So that would have been a cool tidbit. Yeah. Maybe that's why it got changed. Yeah. They might have had something behind the scenes. She um, was in Hot Shots. Hot yeah, they, oh, they, um, the, so the yeah. big, like, the big thing about this one is, which actually, this, this is, we're all great, this movie's a lot of fun and great, is, you know, the director, um, uh, Fran Rubel Kuzia, if I could say that, if I say that, night, <laughs> she basically over, she basically overrode, uh, Joss Whedon on a lot of fucking things, so did Donald Sutherland, and that's why, like, Joss Whedon was such a, D-bag. He laughed. He, he just laughed and was like, that's not what I wanted, and then made his show, which also is a great show, but, um, SMG. so, like, that could have been one of those. you watched the things. show? Did either of you guys watch? Wait, wait, so I watched, I've seen the whole the series, uh, but right after this Buffy. Just a little past my time, and I was already, like, a fan of this. I was like, ah, I got a Buffy, I'm good. I watched, uh. I watched that and Angel. You did watch Angel. I watched, I watched it, Angel um, too. Junior year, senior year of college, I was just like one of those like early Netflix streaming like binge shit during like you know like sure. midterms or whatever like college things, yeah. just nonstop on the background where like I don't remember half of the fucking show, but I watched it all, got into it, and never thought about it again. Yeah, no, Today, there, was, there was something was about there. it. There was something about it that I I never connected with. Like mm -hmm. I'm a little older than than Joe, so and I'm younger than Brian. Um, but I remember always scrolling through and falling on TNT or TBS. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one had it on. 
and I saw episodes, and I remember Angel, and I remember yes. the, the makeup, but there's something very one-dimensional, <coughs> visually speaking, about the show. It's like the it, same it way I feel about those CW shows. Like, I can never yeah, kind of... Like, yeah, I mean, same. It never feels quite real. It always feels like it, a TV. It like, happened to me also platform. with Charm. I was so, like, oh, I've heard so much charm, great things yeah. about Charm. I want to see same it. Same era. So, I couldn't... I don't need to quiet that dog or mute a mic, but today <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, today I watched, um, we are trying to run a show here. Uh, today I watched, uh, <laughs> I did rewatch Buffy. The, you watched some of the show? I watched the show right after. Cause I was like, what is like the comparison and difference? And the weirdest thing is it's not connected. Right. But the first episode, they act as if the events of the movie happen. Cause she transfers to the new school. And they're like, wow, you burned oh. down your school. And it's like, Ludus will fight vampires. And I think, like, we didn't put out, like, a comic that was, like, a redo of the movie. And that's what, like, led to the show. But it's interesting because at first it is, it very much feels like a sequel. Yeah. Uh, it's not. But No, no, obviously they the didn't. Ref- yeah. the, thank, thank you, TJ. The references are, um, are there, at least in that first episode of her being this bad girl who got expelled from her school for burning down, like the gymnasium but she's also going into that show i think like uh in the show i think she's going into like her junior year she's like 16 she's not in her, yeah, she's, she's not in her senior, senior year. Or something like, yeah um show's fun but uh, tj i was just telling them i watched a decent amount of it uh today or like six seven episodes today but the like show any sh- like any show though i think it gets into its own groove if i remember correctly by like the second season or end of for like first season's real like we don't know what they're fucking doing. Now, no, let's get the I money, too. It, it takes time also to set up. Like, yeah, because you got to set it up. That's well, you got an investment, too. Like you like that, you know, same thing like Star sure. Trek or any of those other shows. Best thing about the Buffy show is it is it side characters make the show shine like any great show. I mean, but I also I, think the makeup was great, too, because it, it kind of took from the Lost Boys. Just the brow. Oh, they're fixing the makeup's eyes. better. The Brent vampires look better, <laughs> I think, yeah. too. Dude, TJ will actually agree with or know exactly. So I didn't grow up with Buffy, but I did grow up with a Buffy knockoff on Fox Family called oh. Big Wolf on Campus. And, well, we <laughs> we just watched a TV show with uh, uh, Maurice where he, the Tommy Dawkins, the lead, is a character were, in that. And I was like, Were you watching the OC? No, it was like a newer oh, show. Because he popped up in the fucking OC. Like we were rewatching. Anyway. There was a knockoff Buffy with worse special effects on like yeah. ABC. It was Fox Family, ABC Family, ABC and instead Family. of a vampire thing, the guy turned into a werewolf that fought crime Dude. in high school. Dude, talking about talking about werewolves, that sequence of the vampire playing basketball that was like copy paste of Teen of uh, yeah, it's yeah. right out of Teen Wolf. <laughs> also, like shout nothing. out to Sasha Jensen who's in like three Both movies. Play. Like all Days in a confused. row and then disappeared forever. <laughs> I was going to say, because Days Confused came out in 94, I believe. That's this after this. It's crazy because Ben Affleck is in oh, this. Like ben Affleck's in this. But he does he looks a so thing. so scrawny and then like two years later, he's the biggest dude in the movie and fucking uh, Days of Confused. When he uh, when he jumps Buffy and he does like the whole thing where he's like, ha ha. He <laughs> uses it later in Days of Confused where he does the same thing to like the kids and the girls. Like some something. Go ahead. Also, our yes. horror friends out there will know him from Halloween 4. Yeah, yes. he has great vampire face, though. 
He already well, he already has the big eyebrows and everything, yeah. so he's like perfectly ready to become a vampire. Like I he's got the choker joker mouth and the big eyebrows. The coach is the best when he's wrapping up his like right, points do count though, right? Maybe maybe the worst basketball coach in the history of cinema. Dude, like <laughs> like eighty five percent of the budget went into his hair gel. Wasn't just that like, guy the host trying of to that keep that fucking studs? helmet? I like I feel like the there's a lot of like Obviously, like, there's a lot of nostalgia that holds over this movie in my head, but there's a lot of half-baked jokes in here. Like, you don't, like, fully get them, like, thought out. And he's yeah, one you have of the, the, like, uh, motivational speaker kind of No, I think, I think he is the – I think he's the high school counselor that ha was forced to do, like, uh, be the coach. So that's yeah. why he's, like, so therapy – Therapy focus. Mm. And For so many years, this was like the movie that would make my dad like run from Blockbuster every weekend. Huh. But yeah. for so many years, I thought that was Paul Reiner from like Mad About You. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I the guy who posted that. that game show studs, uh, Mark DaCosta or something yeah. like that. For my time. Um, this, this movie also, like just the tone of it and everything, it, it does toe that line where it's like, not quite Teen Wolf, but it's almost Teen Witch too. Like if you just mm -hmm. gave it a little it's, more unhinged yeah. scenes, like it feels like you know that, it, that cult it could classic. Tip the camp very easily. It's like right on the line. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like it would have been like again, it's nostalgia. Okay. Like I, it was shocking to me honestly when I was like just googling stuff about it just to prepare for the podcast because I'm a professional. I'm a professional, and I was shocked at, at the rating because it lived in my head as this like fun, dumb movie, and it's like a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's and not I, a hit. No, oh. and I feel like it's because of what you you guys just said. It's because it's towing the line. It really didn't fully commit either way. Either way, and I yeah. feel like it it, it, it really committed like the, one way would have been a far better movie. It's got the comedy tone of something like a Wayne's World almost, like that early 90s kind of like coming out of the 80s but we haven't quite like transferred yet. I don't you know. know who also like is just the character that I think encapsulates that like this tone of like makes no sense and he, he's actually my might be David my favorite Arquette. character in movies. Steven Root's principal. The way, he's, the way he's running around is so... He's playing such a... He's just playing, like, silly. a flat-out cliche. Like, he's a character from, like... Him throwing the detention or something, slips. You know what I mean? Like, the detention slips while there's dead bodies on the ground. And yeah. Heck and Hillary Swank's head into the... Uh, the <laughs> That's another I forgot, person. I forgot Hillary Swank was in that. Hillary Swank, I know we're jumping all around, but Hillary Swank doing crossing her eyes and then sliding down the wall. I was like, <laughs> two-time Oscar winner Hillary Swank. That's <laughs> how you got the next karate kid. That's how you throw it. <laughs> yeah. She was full on like, oh. I actually looked up. I'm like, all right, what's the gap between 1992 and the next, like, what, she had like, a few Four TV years, movies and TV shows this in is between. after Next Karate Kid, though, right? No, this is her first. No, this before. This is before. Wow. Her first feature film. Which yeah, is like what her what first. a debut. Karate Kid, Three Kid is like uh, 99 or 90. 95, 96, something like that. Yeah, 96, and then, I think. And then she does Boys Don't Cry in 99, and, and yeah. that puts her on her path to being uh, Oscar Darling. Um, but. Yeah, this movie's cat. I mean, David Arquette, right? Like, just yeah, having like, another um, brilliant look, scene. 
Luke Luke playing an ugly guy, which is hilarious. But uh, was it is nine hundred two one zero big at this time? Yeah, this is like right yeah. at the height of nine hundred two. Okay, I, that brings me to my first question. I know we're like you said, we're jumping all around, but whatever, we're back together. The boys are vibing. Yeah. Um, the boys are vibing. I was gonna say uh, we probably should for your horror fans. We probably should do a plot synopsis at some point. We did one. Did we? We read you the... both. You both read things. I think okay, I guess <laughs> a real synopsis. Were you here? So no. See, so I do have one Ryan, big question. Ryan, see why they qu- I guess me? Oh, well, on a traditional f- fear episode, Joe like walks yeah, through that, the plot. But, I didn't know if we were gonna Ryan, do one of those. We're Ryan, gonna you, go through Ryan, it. Ryan, did you see the cards? He's bored by your traditional ways, okay? I, that's his traditional way. <laughs> this is how I need to do shows. No, he's just going to uh, tell you guys apart. I, I do have one question. He came back to finish the job. He killed one show. He's back to... <laughs> I will circle back to the start of the movie. I have one show question. I do not understand the 90s obsession with the 40-year-old man known as Luke Perry. Do not get he it. Lo- he looks like James Dean. He's oh, 90s wow. James Dean. He is a he 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 has a 401k and should not be around those children. <laughs> yeah, that's an old <laughs> Simpsons joke. We get it. <laughs> I just don't no. get it. He's not that handsome. Uh, yeah, no. I, I I I'll agree. I with think you. put yeah. put young Brad Pitt in that I, I think showing up. Yeah. I, I, I think young Brad Pitt's not taking that fucking easy money, easy no name role at in '92 where he doesn't have jobs. What was Thelma like and Louise? Uh, I think it's wild at uh, 95. Yeah, see? Anyway. No, no, no. Thelma. Thelma and Luis is 95. No, it's late. It's early, way earlier. It's like 90 or 91. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My point being is I don't get Luke Perry. But I'll bring this. I feel like it's exactly, Joe. I'll say exactly the reason that Luke Perry is in this movie. Is because this is a movie that was aimed at teenagers. And he was on the biggest television show on TV at the time. In California, nine hundred two one zero. This is a Valley Girl movie. I get yep. it. Him and, uh, him, and um, him and David Arquette uh, going into the into the coffee shop or into the diner and trying to get yes. food. Well, how, how much can I get there? And I was so fucking confused that I I I I rewinded because she just looks at it right and she's like, two coffees, oh. one hot dog, nothing on it. I'm like, you charge for like ketchup and <laughs> yeah, sugar. Also, uh, <laughs> like, cameo alert that's Ricky Lake as the fucking waitress. Yes. Yes. Oh, shit. Um, so this movie did want to have uh, more cameos like that, too. So David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and Carrie Elwes was, were all attached to be vampires. And they were all cut for like time and budgets and shit. So at least we got Ricky Lake. Oh, we do get Seth Green. Seth um, we get the guy who is the sleazy, um, uh, sleazy dude from the relic who tries to steal. It's the only other thing I've ever seen him in. He's like an Asian actor. He's he's the sleazy guy in the relic who tries to steal her like grant money, and then oh. he was a vampire. In this. Also, one of Buffy's friends is the girl from the beginning of Urban Legend. <laughs> the girl in the car. Yep. Oh yeah, Cassie, Casey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yellow jacket. Or the yellow jacket. Yep, yep. that's her. Um, and Jack. fun fact, uh, Merrick is the guy from Invasions of the Body Snatchers. What? Yes. I thought he was what? in background. No, I no, he was sorry. Background. So, 
Um, we we do start the movie movie. off though. And I think the, the, with the weakest parts of the movie to me are all the flashbacks to the old times of as vampires. And they look, they look like a high school, uh, theater stage play. Yeah. yeah, Fully shot at a Ren fair. Yeah. (laughs) it, It just doesn't, it doesn't work. You could do that so much better. One thing better. that works, though, is Paul Rubens' uh, drip in this scene. Like, he's the yeah. only one that looks good. I think Paul he, Rubens always works in this movie. This movie... Like just pass, like... This movie's an hour and 25 minutes, which is... One this is... This yeah, is Charles Play. This is Charles Play 2. Yes. Charles Play 2. This is good. The perfect. Oh, no, no. But 45 minutes of it is dedicated to cheerleaders dancing. If you would have dedicated 20 minutes of that time for Paul Rubin and Rutger Howard, there's this movie not would be... that much cheerleading in this movie. That those cheerleaders provided great and ample time for you to go to the bathroom, get Very a snack, ample. grab a Very beer. Ample. Like, okay. and I'm talking, I'm talking in real life, and also for like people actually like in in the movie at, at the yeah. game. <laughs> All right, let's start, let's go piss. Well, I, have to, I do have to say, I never thought the how funky is your chicken cheer was particularly captivating. Guys, they're pretty I, bad cheerleaders. I memorized that thing so much. Also, why wasn't Hillary Swank a cheerleader? She was in the... In yeah, the she just hung like out. She was just a Heather. <laughs> yeah. And she, she was, was also uh, the worst of all. It's like, don't tread on me. We have to tread on the earth. We walk on it. And yes. Chrissy That's Swanson would have been all about that fucking phrase today. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was, she, she really connected with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like, That's great. We should use that more. Keep going, um, <laughs> uh, So, uh, well, we do get like this intro and like who slayers are and like the purpose of a slayer is that they're put on this earth. They're the chosen one, they have a birthmark. We do learn that Chrissy Swanson gets this gross hairy mole removed, which is the birthmark, who says they are they are there to kill vampires. And uh, Donald Sutherland, you know, comes to her in the creepiest fucking way in the gymnasium. Dude, that Locker has room. to be the worst cell pitch I've ever heard in my life. Hi, you're a vampire slayer. Come with me to the graveyard. I'm like... Dude, you. How are we selling this? How did you? Like, she's like, nah. You broke I, a high school. You broke. Also, like how many, roll up in a van and throw a bag over her head while you're. It's like how many? Do you think also how many people has he thrown that knife at the head and they just didn't catch it? And he's like, that was the, how many potential slayers have been murdered? <laughs> Uh, straight up gets trial by fire every time. Like the graveyard too. Oh no, I knew the body would come back out. So murdering kids left and right. Shit, that'd be a great SNL skit in the '90s if they ever went back and did that, like Michael Myers. Um, But yeah, the thing about the the graveyard thing too. Now, if you have ever seen the show, the vampires not a little bit more scary. In this one, I feel like. Anybody could beat the shit out of these vampires. Well, literally, in the, I mean, not to jump ahead, but at the end, like the high schoolers are doing a pretty good job holding their own. Holding off, yeah. During there's, the a, there's a shot at the end too, or like one of the last ones where like there's just two extras that clearly were like, yeah, you can't touch Christy because they're yeah. just like oh, standing there, and I'm like, just fucking attack her. Let's <laughs> get her. I I wrote down that I I wrote down that. I didn't know that one of the biggest weaknesses of vampires was high school gymnastics. 
because she just started doing like backflips, <laughs> and, and all of them were like, all of them were like, Whoa. we gotta give a shout out. <laughs> we gotta give a shout out to Christy Swanson, stunt woman or women, because there's definitely one that is specializing in the gymnastics yeah. because they're very careful to like keep her face covered, and then she'll like Christy Swanson will pop up like, woo, I did it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then, and then there's also, I don't know if it's the same girl or if it was two different girls, but there's also a motorcycle riding. Uh, both her and Luke oh, that scene, did that not scene do their is... own motorcycle riding in this. There's a great shot right at the very end where it is so obviously not them. And it like two people get on the bike and then it cuts to a shot of them. Like, you know, the face is like, yes, we are on this motorcycle. Yes, and then back here. around to them from behind, which is two definitely stunt people. <laughs> <driving> <laughs> it's it's Brian. It's, it's brown when she shows up to the junkyard. Mm-hmm. It looks the first hour she shows up at the junkyard. Yeah. It's just a physically different body and wig. Oh yeah, like, is that where she jumps off. the bike? Yeah. That's, yeah. Honestly, the that's thing? one of my uh, one of my favorite things about old movies is that like just like oh, that's the stuntman right there. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I truly, I truly oh, hate Blu-ray, now that I mean, the CGI okay like have changed the game on a spot and stuntman. Like <laughs> we were watching something recently. I'm blanking on it, but it was like a soccer scene and someone was doing a sliding kick and it was, a, it was like a blonde, like white girl. And the person they had as a stunt person was just like a red, like the face was just like flush red with like a blonde wig on. And like, I slowed <laughs> it down. I'm like, that is just, there's it's just clear as day. My favorite, my favorite one was when we were watching the fan, we were watching the fans for flyover and they go into the ocean and it's like, a, it's like two different completely <laughs> human beings in the water. And they're so bold faced to do close ups of those human beings. They're That's like, fuck it. One. Fuck That's it. We don't care. They're yeah. different people. My no, favorite I will about say the that like, the that... camera work in this one was good. They like did a good job of hiding it and making yeah. you think like, it's only because I've seen this movie a million times that I even like as a kid and as a teen, I it never clocked. I never clocked it, you know. No, it's it's so enjoyable. I think TJ makes a good point too earlier with this movie and like not clocking shit. Point would be like you called it a blockbuster movie, like a blockbuster video rental movie earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's what it was. I remember seeing this on the fucking shelf because it was in the comedy section. Yeah, yeah, it is a comedy. It's funny. it is a comedy. There's no blood. <clears throat> Yeah, no, whatsoever. it's, it's um, I mean, just Paul Rubin's the... death scene is one yes. of the funniest Dude. things I've ever seen the in a movie. Ta- period. The, the foot like, tap. Before, before we even get to that, yeah, let's go through when... it a little. Yeah, we're, we're sorry, we're jumping around way too much. No, TJ, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say, before we get to that, one of his best scenes is when him and uh, Jason Priestley, it's Jason Priestley, right? No, no Luke Perry. Luke Perry, jeez, I get those two mixed up all the time. They do look exactly the same. Yeah, uh, when they first introduced him, and he goes to the van, and he's trying to mess with him through the van. He's like riding on top. And he's like, "That was my new jacket." <laughs> Kill him a lot. His intro, I love when they with him on the on the uh, the, mer- the merry-go-round where he's on the horse. He's got a real cool, spooky intro. I love it. Oh yeah. No, yeah, he really sells it. Like I just wish that there was more, because I, I even that. feel he was like so old. <laughs> no, I feel like the, it. They they needed more of him and Rutger, like more banter yeah. between them, and even Rutger and Buffy in the end, they don't really have like a it's, good 
banter either. It's such yeah. a lackadaisical final like fight yeah. climax. It reminds me of some of those like they ran out of money or something like that because there's a sword. Well, you know, I never expect a movie from the early '90s to have any kind of crazy fight choreo. They were doing their best or whatever. But they could like, do that. But I'm sort of like, there's better climax in like waiting or add add more stakes or add more stakes yeah. like. At least, um, at least, may, at least, let him kill a couple of high schoolers. I just never felt Rucker Hauer was threatening. And I think no, a lot of that is very, there was. There's no distinction scary. between him and the rest of the vampires. Well, Paul yeah. Rubens, that, Paul Rubens, just like I'm like, wow, that's the main villain for the longest time because he's hamming it up and running around killing, killing people like the main villain. Um. Yeah, Rucker Hauer, it's it's because this is a fun movie, like kind of kind of wasted in that. Yeah, I feel like um, it's uh, hard. Also, like it's hard too. Like, what do you do with the vampire? Like, all the powers are gonna be the same, other than maybe day walking. But, he, but he's supposed to no, be like but Dracula. It's like a mob. That's what I was gonna say. It's a mob boss. Something to do with Rucker Hauer is like the. Uh, the seduction scene, yes. and stuff yeah. like that. I just blank, I just blank on, on the name, but it's Fright Night. That's the name that was current kid. Sure. Oh, there, yeah. they sell the main bad guy as somebody, somebody, as something almost insurmountable, like this fucking being that you cannot conquer. Here, Rucker is just like, I'm gonna eat a cat. <laughs> like the second, <laughs> week, the second, guys. the second weakest type of scene to me was actually when uh, Buffy Merrick. You know, Buffy and Merrick meet Rucker Hauer and Rubens, yeah. and that scene at the same time, and it's when Merrick dies. It feels like, yeah. like I think my note was like, why aren't they fucking him up? Like it, it's just there's no explanation of like, there's a question oh, too. You know, there's mutual respect, but actually, I'm gonna kill Merrick, and I want to fuck, I, I want to fuck Buffy or whatever he wants to do to her, dude. And, and like, it has... he wants Buffy to be a worthy adversary she's not ready and because he wants to give her more time he's like gonna save he's gonna like pacify himself by killing merrick it's like yeah well, i you know this is like you killed him this whole until, time you know. but always like, you could kill him this whole time and we're supposed to think this has been like hundreds of years of you like you two dealing do, with each do other they ex- do they but explain also, like, why I he's implied i don't know if anybody else but like Rucker Hauer's killed all the previous slaves. Yes. Like, well, so all the I want to chime in on that. He like, them, murders them. He, like, it's always worked before. Do they explain why Merrick is alive for those all this That's time? what I want to ask. Is like, is he get because they say the body the slayers like, passed like on? Like a reincarnation thing. Oh, so what does okay. he do? What does he do from such a young age then? Because the slayer doesn't really get activated until Merrick. Mm-hmm. Whoever plays Merrick, maybe finds he, them, maybe right? in a Merrick's lifetime he can train two or three Slayers. Yeah, but then he's ki- he's getting them all killed. Yeah, at that point. dang, that's crazy. Because also, they even cover that uh, actual TV series, The Whisperers. What do they call them? Um, I what their names the Sco- are the Scoobies. Yes, yeah, the sc- <laughs> yeah, that that's what they the 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 group Scooby? like. The, they're called the, they're called the Scoobies. Show sounds bad. I'm not gonna lie. That show sounds bad. <laughs> no, I think, I think they call the. <laughs> No, they're called the Watchers. They're called the Watchers. Oh, I oh I don't remember the no, I just know like the gang of people <laughs> like Allison Hannigan and Kristen no, no, Carr, no. like the, her friends and like I'm just talking Giles. about the Watcher. Oh, the Watcher. He, he he's like he's like I lived a thousand years. I've seen you guys all. It's go reincarnation. Past. It's all reincarnation. Like yeah. so in the show, oh, so, which I'm glad I watched the pilot today for that is like she shows up and like we were saying earlier like 
the events of this movie seemingly happen in the show before we get there. Mm-hmm. Her next uh, like watcher type person is the librarian of the school. And he's like, oh, great. The Slayer's here. And she hands him the a book about vampires. And like Sarah Michelle Gellar is like, uh-uh. I, you know, I, she's still playing book. She's like, I don't want that. Like, I'm just here to get like textbooks, you know? So like these things in, in Joss Whedon's world are instilled and know what the Slayers are. And there are plenty of them based around. TJ, I'm very allergic to cats. Could you be a little more considerate, please? Sorry. Um, and that's in that um in Thank that scene where Merrick dies and all that shit. There's the most Josh Whedon's line that I can almost like imagine him like with a boner writing it. And when he <laughs> when when Rucker sees Buffy and he's like, and you have ripened so fast. Oh. And I was like, oh. Why? Why is that I grown man it. saying that too? To yeah. Oh, don't say ripened. Oh, <laughs> but, it, horrible. but it also has the counter best line of uh, Paul Rubens being like to uh, Luke Perry being like, "We'd be wagging that jaw as I'm biting it off." Like, come on, because they had was, they already had that interaction before he ripped his arm off. He's like, you know how this ended, Lefty? I didn't I mess you up the first time. Fuck out. Yeah, I like, did. Ugh. What's what's terrible with that ripen scene is he also has. The good part of it in that speech, too, being like, do everything op, you're terrible, do everything what you keep doing because it's working. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's a little great speech, and then yeah. he ruins it. Yeah. Right. And we uh, let this but... motherfucker direct the Avengers. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. It's wild because, like, I remember watching Buffy, and then somebody's like, oh, yeah, it's Whedon. Uh, he's the guy from Buffy. And I'm like, yeah, I might okay. like I, I still may put on a few episodes. Like, dude, I've I've watched has. up to the third season. That's when I stopped because third season got a little bit too full of itself. Uh, but the first three, I mean, they're pretty good. Anyway, um, yeah, the things are. I also love the intro scene. Uh, not intro, but like David Arquette's character gets turned and how he comes up to the top floor. Of yeah, the, well, I'm in a real Salem's lot. Yeah, oh my god, that's that's that scene and the scene of Paul Rubin are like the main things that stayed in my head as a kid. Yeah. Him in the him in the window. You're floating. You're floating. I do have one um like movie I've I've had a few, I guess. Another movie issue. This makes no sense. It's when uh David Arquette's like on the street, they're like on the boulevard. And like he meets or whatever, and we know he's a vampire already. But they do that weird cut to the photo booth, takes photos of him, and it lets the fucking photo out with no, no, you know, he's not there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no shit, he's a vampire. Like we've established, this is a reveal for someone you don't know is a vampire. I don't think it was a reveal. I think it was just a thing of like, hey, it was like a fun thing, vampires yeah. don't have a reflection. It's no, like it was a, cute. I think it was just a, it was just a bit. They're just doing it was a bit. cute. It just yeah, meant they, like they that's doing, a. They're doing a bit. The bit didn't yeah. work for me. It's just a bit. I like. I actually, it's funny you mentioned. That. I enjoy that. I was saying, when that happened in the movie, I turned to Sarah. I was like, I always, I love that. I love no, it. I, I <laughs> like, not... The slow push in on the like. All he does, he walks out. Blank. It's got it, it. I'll tell you what. It feels like Man, this podcast. It feels like something out of Lost Boys. Like uh, no, that like, moment. Feels he does like that Lost thing Boys. too, where he goes, he goes, Buffy, and he does his head thing is 
and walks away. I he's, want, he's in love with her. He loves yeah, yeah, but I want that if, like, we didn't know he was a fucking vampire. I don't know, Joe. I feel like, I, I, I don't want to say it out loud, but there's a lot of friction between you and Brian. I'm picking up a lot of... <laughs> That animosity is what makes a podcast. Yeah, that's why with the show gives us differing opinions is what makes it interesting. You said, uh, whatever, whatever you want to be. If you want to be in a toxic relationship, then hey, fine. we can't help it that somebody fractured our. You know, we're just picking up the pieces and doing our best. Somebody top dogged us and left the show for uh, to go start know. his movie career or whatever it was. His movie know. career. <laughs> Ooh, oh, can God. we talk about? Can we check talk me about out. The, uh... Check me out with uh, with me and Christy and uh, Dean. I was saying, me and Stephen Amell. You can check me and Stephen Amell crossing the picket line together. <laughs> uh, what are you doing with that? Oh, I don't know. That's... I'm just waiting until this topic's oh. over. Well, I was going to say, what about um, Buffy? I'm sick of hearing about this. I should have. I, I really wanted to pick that movie for one of our flyover episodes. I, was, I love this I movie. I really it's wanted to pick horror, it. It's so racist. It's so racist. It's so... Like, that... Different topic for a different okay. time. I might bring no, this saying. to Texas with us. Speaking of racist, bring uh, it. can we talk about um, Buffy's boyfriend's best friend? Like, as we're talking about side characters. Oh, he's like the rapist? Little, the little, rapist? Yeah, the little guy yeah. is like, I don't really want some right now. I'm okay. I'm okay. After she snaps on him. Yeah. That guy is like one of those characters in movies that no one ever really thinks about. But also, is he the guy in, um, Brian might be the only one who can answer this, uh, boyfriend's my boyfriend's back. I, it might be. Yeah, it looks I like feel the same like he's actor. The guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, I know I've seen him in a few things. Oh my! I was thinking. Yes. Speaking of rapists and really dark shit, this movie kind of ends in the end credits when they're doing all the interviews. Like they cut to the you know Buffy's ex and the girl he took to the to the dance who they see who you know she sees having sex in the car and that yeah. girl's all crying and it's like what did you make me do and it's like oh that's that's pretty weak, grim. Weak, weak. <laughs> Week. Oh no! Um, yeah, we, yeah. for a joke though. To Whedon, that's hilarious. That's just hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. I, um, I will. But, but the, oh shit! But the... Alexis Arquette was also in the movie. Just... Oh, we're gonna talk about the DJs. Yeah, the DJ. Oh, it's well, like the first Arquette. DJ. Yeah. You know who the first DJ is? It's Slash from Guns and Roses. It's and the then the replacement DJ, the vampire DJ, is Alexis Arquette. That's gotcha. crazy. Um. She yeah, there, more attention to this movie there's, there's, there's guys weird are shit riddled in this, like that. Um, her boyfriend. Speaking of her boyfriend, or like not Luke Perry boyfriend, but like the the yeah the guy who's her boyfriend at the beginning, yeah. the prepping, you know, whatever. I will, say, up with my I will say the um because he's involved in them. The the training mod. This has this movie does shine in its fucking montage work. This is yeah. they yeah. do they do some Rocky level montages with her training. Um. And yeah, like, I the, enjoy like that. the awkward cuts of her just like kissing her boyfriend between. I think the show like I'm still the Valley Girl, right? Still yeah. trying to live her normal life while she trains to be the the Slayer. Great music, but too. The, but the music. end sequence, that end scene that you mentioned, Brian, really justifies why he would tolerate such a pervy, rapey friend. That is always trying to hit on his girlfriend because that's just him. That's yeah, like I'm. under the surface, he's fine with that. It's like he right up his alley, like. Mm. That scene That's where like he's like, "Oh, a guy who seems like a nice guy, but he's got a friend like that." That means like secretly he's kind of like all right with a, like that sort of shit, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah, you justify that behavior, baby. Or they're banging each other. Oh, I wish that would have been awesome if they would have wrote that into this movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh, Joss, fucking wuss. But I, I, I know we we were saying earlier about the the runtime being like eighty minutes or so. But talking about this now makes me think we need it like one more or a different like inciting incident before we just get to the 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 dance in the gym. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of this in this movie that is not earned. And I feel like the biggest example I could give you is when Donald Sutherland dies, like Buffy's like crying, like they really didn't build yeah. that like again, she that's, that. and she was a quick right after too. You yeah. gotta pick a lane. It's either she she tongue in cheek camp or serious. And they try to be serious in that moment. I'm like, I thought this was a comedy. She and she has that speech too later where she's like, he died for nothing. And it's like, you're right, there, there's no connection. Yeah, yeah where, where did that come from? They were, so, they were just training montages and okay. he dies. And like, back to reference, like this movie, kind of fun. Like, I think you throw it on three times a year, completely enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's but a I, I, three times I, a year is good. I get. I get its rating though, almost like if it was your like job to rate it or review it in like 1992 See, or whatever. That's the thing though. Like if I if I had a, a young daughter or son that want to show this son this movie to show, I'd show him the show first. I think before I show him the movie. Yeah, oh, shows, yeah. I, show I, I bad. Would, I would show them Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd show them Big Wolf on Campus and just I, be like, this is know, what men do. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> fair See, I show him this movie because it's got a more like focus, like a, a show like that. A little kid, they get bored. Nah, Two, three episodes, they can't. And it's it also, it's like, like it's a, it's like ninety a, minutes. And there's actually a really good. I kind of picked up on it here. I didn't really think about it too much, but it's like a pretty direct metaphor uh, in this movie for uh, like kind of outgrowing your friend group and like oh, changing yeah. as you get older and like graduating yeah. high school and kind of becoming an adult. It's like, so, th- there's a real element of that that I think that's a good thing for kids to kind of think so about. I will, but, I will say but that's this. Like, but that's like 99% of coming of age movies. So I will about. say this, Brian, because you don't have reference to the, the show. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm glad I watched the pilot to this because I think it is kind of interesting to do the comparison is in the pilot, it is, it is all about her because she's Sarah Michelle Geller, and they don't ignore the fact that she's Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, like the new popular, the the pop crowd, pop girls are like, you're gonna come with us, work with us, and like Buffy makes a conscious effort to go to like nerdy Allison Hannigan yeah. to be like, I want to sit with you and I want to be your friend, and like, no, like you're an individual too. Like we could be friends. Like yeah. I don't care about the popularity. So I think like, that's like the like the fuck Joss Whedon, but like I think that like that was like the message all throughout like the Buffy storytelling in both yeah. movies. But also you skipped like it's it's like Batman Year Five because she's already been through half. The yeah, stuff. yeah, you're, you I, I mean? that's it, yeah. It, so keep forgetting that pilot. But also, is. but also her friends are fucking hilarious. When the one that dies, but she's wearing the jacket that she borrowed. And they're yeah, like complaining, yeah. like, oh, you didn't get the jacket back? <laughs> Yo, what's wild funny. is I wanted to, um, I watched this today and, and Laura wasn't home. I wanted to be like, you'd wear, like, like you'd wear, like, 90% of these fits today. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just all yeah. back in style. Like, like her inconspicuous, like, outfit when she was, like, fighting the, the uh, 
like the third vampire in the alley when like Sutherland was hanging in the back. Yeah, when she's like, like using herself as bait or whatever. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is just like a modern day like 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 it girl fit, and that's like the yep. inconspicuous outfit. Yusuf knows what I'm talking about. Yep. And I, I really wanted <laughs> to be like you... cramps as like a, a warning system. They're like, oh yeah, when you have cramps, it's warning for vampires. Yeah. Like, what that the that fuck? was such That's a Josh Whedon line. <laughs> this whole movie. That was such a Josh Whedon line too. When I heard that, I was like, fucking Josh Whedon, <laughs> fucking Josh Whedon. Imagine if we got that motherfucker's Wonder Woman. How awful that would be. Yeah, that would be some bad <sighs> shit for real. Dude, you know what I? Yeah, I know that we haven't wrapped up, but we keep referencing Josh Whedon because. He went on to have like technically an amazing career, mm-hmm. but I fe- I legit feel bad for Christy. I know she's MAGA and all that shit, but she she I think she's like the best example of how everything is just timing and luck. Yeah. But because like Buffy and the Phantom comes out at the right time, they fucking become like franchises. Like, even if they were subpar franchises, so during their early 2000s, they would have been like this campy comic book franchises. But yeah, since they the came Phantom out in the could 90s, have just been as good as Blade, it could have gotten a franchise. I like, saw the Phantom in theaters, I, I have a vivid childhood memory seeing it. Fucking loved the Phantom, um, and all the shitty and all the shitty uh rings of the this skull isn't rings. this isn't a good endorsement, or it's a good endorsement, but it's not. I'm going to give Christy Swanson like, a lot of credit. So uh, I'm a big fan of the show Psych. Yeah, she's And in Psych it. is known for just, you know, bringing back any 90s, 80s, like, actor. And she becomes Lasseter's, like, eventually wife and has a really yeah. fun late arc in Psych in a vampire episode where, she, you know, she's the guest of the show and uh, she kills it. She, uh, Marla, she, and then she, she comes through in and out. Unfortunately, because of who she is today, they have not let her, interested let her. She has not returned for their, like, movies they do every movies, couple yeah. of years now. And you're like, where's Lasseter's wife? And you're like, ah, she's at January 6th. Um, <laughs> but, just say that in the show, that'd be amazing. Like, but. My wife couldn't be here. She's on trial for Janice's. <laughs> but her first episode, especially in Psych, Vampire, I think it's called, uh, this episode sucks. Yeah, they're like is, in a vampire nightclub. Yeah, there's someone like draining blood from people pretending to be a vampire. It's her it brother. fucking rules. Corey Feldman's also in the episode. Like, yeah. it, it has cameos galore. Oh, say less. But no, dude, great. that series, like the first four seasons, I think, it's just like a very straightforward procedural. And after it's like some se- big jokes. From, yeah, from, from seasons five to seven, they're just recreating fucking movies. Yeah. They're just like doing big themes in episodes, like the one that I yeah. mentioned. Like they did Twin Peaks for like an entire fucking episode. It's just that's like their Twin most Peaks. famous. Yeah. It, it would actually with quick psych rant there is it's would not even the first that four. It's, community too. It's it's yeah. better than thing. Yeah. It's um it's like after season two, I remember seeing a, a interview with James Rodan. He said, "Oh, we realized after the second season." Or the first season, as long as someone dies and it gets resolved, we could they'll let us do whatever we want, storytelling wise and joke wise, in between the the forty five minutes. So you're right, but like by season four or five, they're just like, we want to do a vampire episode. Great, yep. we want to do Twin Peaks. What I'm saying is, watch Psych, 
give Chris, Chrissy Swanson some some some. Dude, some I love. didn't. I didn't honestly. I feel I like this realize. whole episode has been like a fucking uh, give Chrissy Swanson her flowers. Like everybody's no, been back. No, no, I don't. Ass. Uh, well, let me tell you about Lizzo. Shit, turf, yeah. chud, I just, I just think she's a very longer, ample, anti-vaxxer, just like everybody else. You know? Yeah, no, she, she said enough sucks. about how good she is as an actress and how many wonderful sucks. projects she's been in. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. She fucking sucks, but I didn't realize, I didn't realize how prevalent she was in my childhood, though. Like, I that's just the reason why I'm bringing it up because, like. Like Hot Shots, do where's my car? She's in Ferris Bueller. Oh my god, in, yeah. Christy like Bond. she's everywhere. She's barely in Ferris Bueller. She was like a line. But, but well, I know, but I'm saying like I kept seeing dude, where's her my face car? and I didn't know it was her. I never All watched right. Dude Where's My Car because I was old enough to recognize bad movies by that time. Oh, I forgot oh, Brian so has the most. Cool. I forgot Brian, Brian has the you're most so fucking comedy cool. take I wow. of all time. You can't talk about comedies around Brian. He's like, oh, they said dicks. Move on. All right. Uh, but Stoner back to Buffy. Um, yeah, I don't know. What uh, what else we got to add? I know this is a traditional show. I, so, I've ran but, out of notes. That was my last note. Well, I mean, we go back to the Paul. Let's go. The reason why we do this. Go back to the Paul Rubin destiny. Yes. Yes. Give him his. We flowers. we were saving. We were saving Paul. That's right. Let's yeah. give Paul his flowers, and then let Brian answer. Finally, we he should have Chrissy Swanson's little bee hole. Yeah. He should have been. Fuck you and your autograph, motherfucker. You you have her (laughs) autograph right there. Yeah, she might. I'm going to Monster. She got enough. Why why you you kept that? Why you kept that? She might be there. Actually, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid's going to be at Monster Mania on Sunday. You think I should ask him if he knows her? Yes. (laughs) Ask him a bunch of stuff. Hundred percent. Give him one of your cards. (laughs) I ain't going in that room. I ain't buying anyone's shit. Anyway, go on. Back to Paul Rubens. Someone lead us over to Paul Rubens. I mean, yeah, you, is, you were setting it up. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen Pee Wee Herman, uh, uh, Big Top Pee Wee, anything of, that he's done, you have to know him from this movie because he probably has one of the best death scenes of all time. Rather, he plays vampire, a human, ah. an alien, a werewolf. Regardless of whatever he plays, this guy nailed the scene entirely because I don't know if it was a choice from the director, but he was able to give full Hammett as much. Yeah, as he I can feel of. like that's. I feel like um, it. You know, have you seen Birdcage? Yes, with Robin Williams, right? One of my favorite movies. Ninety-nine percent of that movie is Robin Williams playing the straight man. Ironic to. His partner, and there's that one fucking scene like where he's dancing and he just he's fucking Robbie. let's go, like Madonna, Robin Madonna, Vogue, Vogue, and you're like, oh, oh, that's Robin Williams. I felt like that's that's how it felt when he was doing his death scene. I was like, that's fucking Pee Wee right there. That's it. <laughs> so that's can it. I can I add uh, to that? Cause I, cause I pulled some fun facts. His death scene was not scripted at oh, all. Like there. he was not supposed to die in that scene. He just ad-libbed the whole thing, and it dictated where the character and script. But went. it even takes like the Rucker Hauer, where like he he goes like this. They're talking about yeah. death. He's like, you have to be the one who takes it. And he's like, oh. and he's like, all right. He looks at Chrissy. And Chrissy hits him with it. And by the way, with these vampires being so easy to kill, all of the stakes are either like those little 
uh, wooden things you find on the lawn that had just got pesticide on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the thinnest things ever. And you take them, and you know they put it under the armpit like you used to do when you were a kid. Yeah. That, <laughs> you're like, and oh, just play that out. Yeah. Like a high school play or some shit. It is because because you feel for it because you like the character throughout the movie, but the way it's just so cheesed up is the re- reason why Twisted Metal, what I was talking about earlier, works so well is because I feel like they know what they're doing and this not being scripted. It might be probably the twentieth time they filmed the scene. They were just like, "Paul, do your thing," and the director was like, "You know what? Let's gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that in there." It was so good. Yeah, I Dude. watched I watched some Pee Wee's Playhouse as a kid, but like. The kind of more adult the movies and like I just actually watched the HBO special that like he kind of like started it all from the, like in 1981. I just watched that like this week after he passed. I was not really aware and I don't think I ever properly respected like what a character and how much he did with it and like you know what I mean. So uh, it's but yeah I, I mean obviously in this movie and in bit roles and things like Mystery Men it's the fucking um, it's for, so good. For me, the first thing I thought of um, by the side rolls and everything like that was uh, him in Blow, which is the yeah, same well, kind of like... I only ever saw that once, but one of the only things that ever stands out, out about it was he's in it. He, he stands out. He's he's a similar... Uh, he's a similar, like, char- he's a character in the movie, not just like a, you know, oh, I'm a drug dealer and I'm a person. Like, he's playing... In the same way, like... Yeah, so uh, like Al Pacino, Scarface is referencing a bunch of hip hop songs throughout the early '90s. Like whoever he played in real life, based on the true story of it, no matter if they knew the actual story, rappers were referencing Paul Rubin's character played in Blow over and over again just because mm-hmm. of what he did. Because he, he he steal like he steals his scenes um, mm-hmm. at the height of you know. Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz, yeah, like, like he, Johnny Depp era. It's a good movie, yeah. like, like, like fucking Ray Liotta is in that movie, and like is very like nuanced, and which is weird to say about Ray Liotta, but like it, it um, that's what I thought of when I first thought of like yeah. Rubens. Like, I did not grow up with Pee Wee, so I don't have the Pee Wee connection, right? I just was like, I respect him as a character. I mean, it's basically like a Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, but for the quirky kids. And like, yeah, uh, I. I I, I like the I like the, yeah. the movie like but the, the weird thing is it started out as a little bit more of an adult thing kind yeah. of and then kind of yeah. morphed into a thing for like, kids even though yeah. it was always kind of like from the perspective of a like Pee Wee always had a childlike perspective so it it's it's just very interesting the way it changed and evolved with, uh, through his career. What's the movie with Martin Short who plays a young kid but he's actually Clifford? Clifford. So he's supposed to be like a kid right but we yeah. see him as an adult. This is this uh, is my this is my most cursed Paul Rubens um take no. is I've seen no. I've seen um you know I've seen Pee Wee I like I like I remember the movie I remember enjoying in the movie the actual show itself not my time frame every reference and everything I know about it is from Family Guy jokes because it's littered throughout those first like three original run seasons those first three yeah, they seasons do a lot, original they do run. A lot of Pee-wee jokes it's like sure. every three episodes there's a lot of Pee-wee shit and that is like my baseline of it what that is yeah and then you know you learn from it and blah 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 and, you know a kid of uh, a kid of cultured media as i was well yeah like i was literally the right age to watch Pee-wee's playhouse you know? yeah. yeah no yeah Pee-wee, Pee-wee's playhouse felt like a show for kids, but it's actually for the the adults that are sitting next to the kid. 
That's how that's I, yeah, I learned from the California Raisins. Yeah. yeah, California Raisins was where I learned. You know, from Joe, Philly you might that, think yeah. of it as like a SpongeBob. You know, no, I I, SpongeBob. Understand? I know what it is. I like it. I I, <laughs> I don't not dislike it. I just didn't grow with it. I, I saw he the said movie. The word. Yeah, Bruce screaming. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chompy. Yeah, like I also like. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about Pee Wee a little bit, like just the look, the aesthetic of Pee Wee's world and like the playhouse itself and his, you know, the movies and stuff. everything was so fun and cool about Paul Rubens. I mean, obviously that all stemmed from the stage show. It's like the first movie is a Tim Burton movie, but it doesn't look like it's all it's a Pee Wee movie like. Yeah. Tim Burton adapted what Paul Rubens created. Which yeah, I, I, I know. Um... Yeah, like, I think the closest that. Tim got to what he did with Pee Wee was like probably Big Fish, like that's yeah. that type of world that you've been like, yeah. okay, just rewatch that fun. recently too. So good. I know Beetlejuice is something that feels like it could almost take place in like a Pee Wee style world. Same yeah, with Simpsons as, as big, too. As a big Phil Hartman fan that I am, I never uh, knew that he helped co-write. He, I didn't know he helped create Pee Wee and the the, yeah. the, the yeah. unfortunate controversy surrounding it. I had always known he was uh, like on the show and that he was Captain yep. Carl and stuff, but I didn't realize that he helped kind of co-create it with Paul Rubens. That's the, that. the controversy, Joe. I don't know if I knew anything about that. Um, uh, Phil Hartman won. I think it's her Howard Stern is. So he, Howard Stern was like needling. I think they resolved it. Yeah. Um, basically, he wanted residuals and credit for peewee herman's creation because they came up with the character together and the look or the aesthetic and like the voice of it i think ground during the groundlings or whatever comedy trip yeah. they were and that's a pretty, well, they went to caltech together yeah there, right? that's a pretty common thing with those comedy troops though is like people developing things and then if it gets popular like not getting the proper credit later yeah. So, but from everything everyone talks about it is, it's pretty understanding each way. Yeah, like like no one blames Phil for having that, and no one blames uh, uh, Paul Rubens, you know, for, for not having done for it, not but, having it either. Yeah. And I believe they did resolve it afterwards. But there's a famous, or it's been uncovered. And I saw it recently because of like TikTok and shit and Paul Rubens passing. Howard Stern doing Howard Stern should have just needling interviews with you know i think it was phil hartman talking it was like ah, i don't really want to you know get yeah. too into it so yeah but that's like kind of like the trope of howard stern just yeah so anything I, I, anything anything to be viral or, or the it, version of being viral back then take it with a grain of salt what i just said but like that's like this summer which you know that that's why when it was going around i think two people like hopefully they resolved it in heaven right with with paul rubenstein hopefully they're just up there and um but so that's what that's what's gonna happen with uh will ferrell and uh Anna mickey hey john c Riley was just talking about doing a stepbrother <laughs> sequel on like some fucking like news show recently or whatever um which would well, suck he's still on good terms with adam mckay yeah, uh, oh, and, and will what, ferrell uh, one thing I do, uh, just real quick, talking about Pee Wee and all the people that were involved with it and stuff, I love uh, Miss Yvonne, who was like Pee Wee's love interest on the show. Well, not really. She was more oh, like... The, the voice of, of, uh, of Tommy Jerry? Pickles, right? Yeah, well, and she's... Uh, she's E.G. Daly? Yeah, she's uh, Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny. Yeah. 
Oh wait, that's different. Different actress. E.G. Daly's Tommy Pickles. Yeah, I'm talking about it's uh she's the Missy Vaughn. She on the in the stage show and she was in Piggy's Playhouse. She had like big hair and stuff. Oh shit! No, wait, that's that's uh that's Max Mom. No, no, not Max Mom. Charlie's Charlie's Mom. mom. Charlie, sorry. I didn't know who uh whoever that's called fun. that that's... out though. Um, the love interest from uh Big Ventures and the. Mom, oh, that's E.G. Daly. Right, that's E.G. Daly, yes, you're right. That's I'm talking about the show. I'm talking about Pee-wee's Playhouse. Well, I was going to say, the the girl who plays that, the one to, to go to the dinosaur thing, and she has a boyfriend chasing yeah. them, um, she plays the the mom when, she plays the, when he plays the dad of the penguin in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when she's the, the waitress, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I love that. No, so. it, um... No, it... It's good, good career though. I mean, like, and I do think, like, be, before we do wrap up fully, and like I said, this dedication of Paul Rubens, um, one of the guys that just got the fucking bad rap, I know, because like, there's a thing you know in his life that derailed his career. Uh, just yeah, it, it, but it also jerking like, off in a place where people are allowed to jerk, to jerk off. off. That's yeah. what I'm it's saying. Like a it's not a jerk off spot. It's horseshit. It's not. And it was um, a sting. It was like a fucking cops. They knew what they were doing. They busted it's not a bunch him of doing. It's not him doing that in fucking an AMC theater, right? Which wouldn't yeah. be like fuck that guy. But the He's thing not, is, it's like he had the thing. The Pee Wee was a kids show by then, like so it was like it okay. just didn't. Okay, I had the talking peewee doll, school and then my dad immediately took the talking peewee doll and took its hand and shoved it down its pants, and that's the <laughs> way the talking peewee doll stayed my whole life. But where, where are the? Um, <laughs> that's a story. All right, let's end it on that. Um, let's dive more into that, Brian. Oh let's dive into God. that, Brian. So back to Buffy. I have one right now. I like their ears. Oh, yeah, I like the vampire makeup in this. I like no, it. that's so good. That's, that honestly, I know your dad sucked. Pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> joke. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, no, yeah, it kind of, it, it's just like it. It is what it is. Like it uh, obviously like everybody's very reactionary, but on paper it sounds horrible. Oh, it and does sound bad. You have I a kid show. Like, oh, look at this guy. And it was a time when like. It took a lot. It was easy. Like a little news bite goes around. Paul Rubens arrested. And it takes a long time for, for A, to find the real story. And then B, people still aren't that accepting of that shit. Like, yeah, sure, the four yeah. of us don't give a shit. But there's still a lot of puritanical motherfuckers out there that would yep. still think it was fucked up. And they should. I mean, hell, Fred Willard got busted for it when he was like, I mean, only like a couple of years before he died. Like, he got busted for the same shit like less than 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a, that, a different time. It didn't affect his career in the same way. Also, he wasn't doing a children's show at the time. I, yeah, there's a lot of context around. It. I think that it's like the thing of, um, you know, there's a lot of ways. I just his feel career like could have went and probably been yeah. more featured focus. Like he's probably eventually starring in one of Tim Burton. Like, like he's probably starring in a Tim Burton movie and not just being someone he could have been, he could have been Willy Wonka in Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate. Would have been great. Would have been a great revival of that. Um, But luckily we have Timothy Chalamet, so we get, Oh, to me, it's going to be, I thought you were going to talk about Johnny Depp. That's who did the Tim Burton one. No, I know, but I was, you know what? That's Gen Z's Willy Wonka. Squash that, reverse it. Um, now it, uh, when somebody say that Timothy Chalamet had charisma, scratch that, reverse, reverse it. it. 
He had one good SNL sketch, and that's all I know him from. I liked him in Dune, but that's because Dune he's supposed to play a weird, a distant, weird prince boy who's like Dude, a freaking play, you know? Looks so good. Um, it's gonna get delayed though. But yeah, it it's a it's an interesting career retrospective, is what I'll like. No, add yeah, to that. like he, I mean, he's it's, someone it's, who should have more to me. But I feel like he has like such a singular and genre defining voice. It's almost like, like you know, when we were like looking back at Freddie Got Fingered or stuff like that. That that type of comedy and that type of distinctive voice really shapes what comedy will become later. Like all those people that grew up watching Pee Wee. All those people that admired him are now like creating amazing comedy now. So it's very hard to just point to like, oh, what what he was such been? a like a a singular and focused yes. creation, like what all... and like such a well crafted character piece, yep. and and then like executed very well and grew and evolved in interesting ways. Yes. It really is a model for like performers like a single performer to he like could have, define themselves you know yes. could have be the peewee and this is a bad way and it didn't which thankful it could have became what like the earnest movies became yeah you know goodness. and it yeah. didn't um and it's very bring, hard to just look at all the ripples that he created so like yeah that's why you see all those like conan and and all those like big names now that like oh my god he was such an important comedy icon and then people don't understand like oh, he was just peewee no that's like your well, peewee you're itself is such a comedy creation yes. of like what it like the ball the way it, he used peewee's innocence to disarm but then he also was like subversive you know what i mean he had a lot there's just a lot more going on i don't think i like i said i only ever watch Playhouse and I don't think even as recently as at, till after his death and rewatching realized how interesting of a yeah. performance piece Pee Wee yes. is. Yeah. I gotta I wanna go revisit it all. Um bring it to full circle though. Um that HBO special that I was talking about is on YouTube. Check it thanks. out. It's easy to find. Bring it Yes, we will. Bring it to full circle. Um uh, Paul Rubens does reprise his Buffy character in what we do in the shadows during yes. season two when they have all the other yes. vampires show up. Like Wesley Sanchez shows up on Zoom. Fucking Tilda Swinton shows up. Yes. But but Paul Rubens shows up as uh, Art. What's, what's his name? Artemis. Um, Am- Emma. Emma. A- Amlin. Amlin. And Amlin. it's 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 just it's a Lefty. knowing he does that during his battle with cancer and through revival. It's a fucking breath of fresh air, yeah. and it's it is a wink. It's a, it's a nod to people that are like movie fans. And that's just so. a uh, yeah. I mean, as a fan of that show and a fan of vampire movies, that's just a really fun scene. Like, there's just vampires from like so many like famous movies and stuff. It's just a really uh, that's a great moment. That that series is amazing. I'm so the next season. Oh yeah, I, I gotta I gotta watch the past few episodes. So having said that, um, getting about the time. I just want to go around the horn, and if anyone wants to add anything, add it. If not, we'll move right on, and we'll give our goodbyes. Yep. Uh, TJ, would you like to add something to the conversation of Buffy and Paul Rubens as a whole? 
Oh, I mean, other than that was basically on Mr. Rogers uh, for Pee Wee. No, I mean, this guy showed up in a lot of films that I love and has always been above anything I ever expected with him. I wish he'd been still around and always miss him. And I got Buffy. Great. I want to watch him. Yep. Yusuf, got anything you'd like to add to the um, overall? No, it's a fun, dumb movie. Uh, really has hold over with nostalgia, and but, well, I'm gonna miss Paul for sure. Like that's one of that's gonna be one of those like Robin Williams types that sure. every now and again, every now and again, you think about like I'm not gonna get any new content out of him. No, yeah, no, I won't even. I won't even go down that hole because it's just another ramp but that's a great point um brian anything to add to uh our conversation today in that no i mean yeah this is like a, an old favorite of mine like i said i mean yeah. i didn't get my dvd signed for nothing I that's cool it's this a cool one piece. i watched on I, cable I a lot yeah i don't regret getting it signed like i no, said fuck, i still enjoy that. the movie i didn't you know i mean it's fine um i did want to shout out a couple a quick more cameos i noted uh tom jane is uh Oh yeah, movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Luke yeah, Perry's so. buddy who works at the uh okay. shop. Okay, wait, wait, wait Thomas Jane. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, yes, Tom that's, Jane. Yeah. that's what I wanted to ask. So I'm sure it looks kind of like Luke and Perry I saw with Tom Jane, <laughs> and I thought, well, that can't be Thomas Jane. Yeah, it's him. Oh wow. Okay, <laughs> I like that. And Keep going. This is for our since this is technically a horror show, and we're talking horror. And I know Joe is like me; he loves his Freddy movies. The Right when the vampires are attacking the prom, there's a kid who runs in who's like the first one who got attacked, and he like slams the doors behind mm-hmm. him, and he's like, "Oh, you know, oh, they just whatever." That is, uh, his name is Ricky Dean Logan, but he's the deaf kid from Freddy's Dead who gets the ear thing like gross. Oh, Yep, that is very familiar. That yeah, is I, 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 there man. was just something about his voice and his energy. Don't I was like, I it. know I know that guy from something. I looked him up, and I was like, of course. This movie's just packed with people. <laughs> like, you hit, in the, the fucking glass, seeing the naked. Yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, one man. of my favorite One of my favorite Freddy deaths in the later ones, too, which is... That's good. Um, thank you, Brian. That, that, is a, that is a good poll there. Yeah, and I'll just say that, you know, it's a fun movie. Uh, I, 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 I think it's the a world, real time capsule. It very much feels like 1992. Sure, yeah. The world needs, yeah. the world needs like breezy, light, heart adjacent comedies and like what I would call quote unquote Halloween movies that everyone could enjoy, but you feel a little spooky bit to it. Yeah. That's Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. I think it's cool, and I honestly think it's very cool that like both versions of Buffy exist and they're different enough to oh, like. Sh- like the, obviously the Buffy show got to go on longer and have a deeper story, but it was already its own thing. It not, felt different from the very beginning. I think that's cool that it was already its own I, thing. I feel like not Joe, you talk. said this. I feel like you said this. It's like having Batman Returns and, and then having um, Schumacher's Batman's Takeover, where it's supposed to play off of that. That's a TJ original. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's literally how it is. It's having Schumacher yeah. just kind of add on. I um his own thing. I. Uh, what I'll add to this too is with the, the different versions of it is like I think like like my wife she would enjoy maybe the movie right I had the yeah. Buffy show on and before she went yeah not not for me not good. it's a little <laughs> it's a little more it's a little more 
little more gnarly. They kind of ramped it up, and it's this and that, and it's the weed. So the two versions exist. It's was it, it was one of the first big serialized shows that, like, had the continuing storyline that you like kind of went it's, season to season, right? It's, it's the yeah. um it's the teen version of the X Files, essentially. Sure. Of its sure. time. So um but no, I'm glad we covered it. I mean, as always, I'm just happy the four of us could get on here and uh, do this again. Um that's what's more important. It's a real so, chemistry. Here. So as Flyover normally does, we just bond it and got an episode out of someone Reading dying because that used to happen a lot on our main show. Um, and, and you were the kiss of death, Joe. Oh my like, god, yeah! Every time I for the first well. year, every time I had an episode, it was like, well, we got to change plans. <laughs> Fucking Black Widow. Jeez. All right, uh, but you know, I know we don't have uh, anything anyone wants to plug now or, or or share anything i know we're all still on our, our yeah, twitters nobody, nobody's no one listening has. right now but if you are last season of unprecedented dropping i'm oh, finishing yes. that podcast to four presidents left the mount rushmore of presidents abraham lincoln uh, washington teddy roosevelt and uh, roosevelt left yeah so do that no, it's the last, the last, the, sorry, no, yes. oh my God. You can find uh, TJ Dex on on the Twitter, still doing his, still having better takes than ever. That's a fluffy boy you got there. Yes, that is a quite a fluffy boy. And you got, you got Brian and me doing fear every other week, staying strong, and we'll have some FDR. new for you. FDR All right. is the last FDR, FDR, stay frightful, everyone. Welcome to Flyover State of Fear.